America's political correctness is seen as a bit humorous by the Dutch, so uh, they don't take kindly to political correctness. Welcome to the Dutch American Connection, the podcast for Dutch entrepreneurs, expats, and anyone who does business in the U.S. or the Netherlands. In this podcast, I interview experts in various aspects of doing business in America or the Netherlands. We discuss experiences and expertise through the lens of cultural differences. I am your host, Annette van der Vels. I'm an intercultural coach and trainer and the founder of the Dutch American Connection. In this podcast, I interview Nancy Grossman. Nancy and her husband moved from Boston in the United States to the Netherlands 29 years ago. The plan was to stay for a few years, but 29 years later, she's still here. Nancy and her husband own a classic music recording company. However, Nancy talks on personal title during our conversation. She is not speaking on behalf of the company. Nancy, thanks for joining me. Uh, when I speak to Dutch co- to American companies um, who are getting ready to do business with the Dutch, they always ask me, what is the biggest surprise that we'll encounter? And uh, when I speak to companies, American companies that are already doing business in the Netherlands, they all tell me they had to get used to the Dutch life-work balance. Did you have that same experience? And can you tell us about it? Um, uh, absolutely. Coming from Boston over here, I was used to working long hours, impressing my boss, trying to get a promotion Um, not taking vacation days because that was a sign that I was devoted to the company and dedicated. And I came over here and people thought that was crazy. So they, you know, people went home at six and my staying until six thirty or seven didn't impress anyone. And uh, when I suggested I didn't need to take vacation, I was encouraged to take vacation because why would I not take vacation? And so why why is this so important to take vacation and you know go home at six in in the opinion of the Dutch? I think the Dutch just value a, a private life more. I think they really want their employees to be happy and healthy. It's just a given. If if you're sick, you stay home. If you need a mental health day, of course you stay home. Everyone is looking out for your best interest which was refreshing, I'll admit. <laughs> I, bet, I bet it was easy to get used to once you... <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and happy employees make better employees. Absolutely, yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, but it's still, I still have the tendency to work too hard and uh, read my emails on vacation and things like that. And uh, I don't know that I'll ever get rid of it, but it's not necessary. It's uh, And it's not appreciated so if that's not appreciated, what is appreciated? How do you impress your boss in order to get a promotion? I think the most important thing in Holland is to really be a team player, to be able to to work with people, to not make too many waves, to be able to reach consensus um, and, uh, you know, uh, to, yeah, to be able to, to work together with people. And of course, do your job very well, like anywhere. Right. Right. Oh, but I like that. Be a team player and reach consensus. Um, is that some is that something you see all throughout the company? Is that how decisions are made in general? That's a very Dutch thing. The whole concept of overleg culture, as they call it, the word overleg meaning consensus. 
Yeah. Um, that is very important in Dutch culture. It's probably the most important thing to understand really is that any, I shouldn't say any, most decisions are made in a company by consensus after long deliberations. And often the decision that's made is a compromise based on, you know, the, the compromise between all of the input. And, uh, and that's very important. In the United States, um, the boss goes to a few people, asks for their input, and the boss makes a decision. So are you saying that the whole team makes a decision? Everybody gets uh, gets an equal say? If there's if time allows it and if it's important enough, then yes. There's uh, The word overleg comes up all the time. There are meet, a meeting in Dutch is usually called overleg. Yeah. It means that you're all meeting to to reach a consensus about the agenda points of that week. So that must mean there are a lot of meetings and the meetings are long. Yes, they can be. Yes. <laughs> it requires some patience. I, I've grown to like it because I, I like the fact that everyone has input, but you can look at from the other side and think, oh boy, everyone has input. <laughs> Right, um, but if you have the patience for, it, yeah, everyone gets to have a say, and it also means that everyone's responsible for the decision that's been made. Consensus is a very safe way of doing things because the if it's not the right decision, it's not a single person's responsibility. Okay, if it's not a single person's responsibility, what happens when something goes wrong? If it turns out it was the wrong decision, then everyone is equally responsible for that. <laughs> And then hopefully you all fix it. I mean, it means that, yeah, it means that the fault is also with the whole company. I mean, you're working as a team. So that's, yeah. Um, And so, okay, if you make a decision with the whole team, um, you know, and it takes a long time to make a decision, what happens if new information comes up? Like here in the United States, if new information comes up, the boss just says, all right, change of plans. And um uh, and things change. But what happens if new information comes up? Do you have to go back to step one? Can you easily change? Pretty much. Well, Ned, that just means that the deliberations will take longer. So uh, no, it just means that the process takes longer. And decision-making in a Dutch company can take a very long time. And uh, if you look at the Dutch government, it's the same thing. It's uh, Everything is decided together, but it means it can take months or years for things to take place. But once they do, they have the full support of everyone. So it's the same with the company. Um, when decisions are made, they do have everyone's support. So this uh, overleg culture, is that for uh, every single decision you make, uh, for the really big and impactful decisions, and also for the smaller decisions? Or can the boss just take a smaller decision? by themselves? I think certainly in our company, they can take a smaller decision. I think if there's time, they generally try to involve everyone because, again, it's always good to make a decision that you know has everyone's support. Um, so, for instance, at our company, we recently ordered a new uh, bus for our company truck. And it's very nice that everyone who's going to drive the truck or use the truck has been asked what features they would like on the truck and, and any ideas they have. And they were all compiled when uh, ordering the truck so that everyone sort of gets the adjustable, adaptable cruise control or air conditioning, good sound system. All of these were taken into account. And that's great for the people that will be driving it next year. That's life work balance. Yeah. What 
other difference? Um, uh, are there any other differences that surprised you when you first started um, working with the Dutch? Yes, certainly. Uh, one is that they are, um, you can't just uh, call someone out of the blue or drop in. Everything is based on agendas. You have to make an appointment for absolutely everything. Even yeah. if you just want to call someone to discuss a project, you have to say, hey, shall we call it Monday at 10 a.m. to discuss this? Um, that really surprised me that it wasn't appreciated if you just sort of said, hey, I'll, I'll just show up tomorrow. That was a big, it's very much a, yeah, what I call an agenda culture as well, that everyone has their agenda and uh, they carry it around and you have to plan everything. Is that both in business and personal life? Yes. Absolutely. And both. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And uh, that certainly was my experience in America. There's uh, less spontaneity here. So, but which is also handy for, for business, but every little 10 minute discussion over coffee is planned. That is my experience as well. Whenever I visit the Netherlands, all the visits must be planned and long, yes. well in advance. Exactly. Yes. So you really have to think ahead and, uh, yeah. So one thing I find very American, and I find that it's not a, a big thing in Europe, is this political correctness. Uh, I find that in the United States, it's very important to be politically correct. Um, how important is it in the Netherlands to be politically correct? Uh, not at all important. And in fact, not uh, America's political correctness is seen as a bit humorous by the Dutch. So uh, they don't take kindly to political correctness. So one thing I um, I always tell my American clients moving to or doing business in the Netherlands is that the Netherlands and actually most of uh, Northern Europe, uh, this whole idea of political correctness doesn't really exist. Have you found that as well? Can you talk a bit about uh, the way the Dutch communicate politically correctness and everything else? Uh, yeah, I, I would absolutely agree that political correctness has not reached these shores. And uh, <laughs> that I think the Dutch are extremely tolerant people and but they and are very open and direct and they therefore don't feel the need to be politically correct. Um, because as long as they're just speaking their mind and they are very direct, then they don't need to be politically correct. I like how you said the Dutch are very direct. That is like the number one difference. Uh, what exactly do you mean with the Dutch being very direct? Uh, well, the Dutch are famous for the, there's a great saying, geen blad for the mond, which means they don't put a leaf in front of their mouth. They just okay. say whatever they want to say. Um, and they're very direct, not meaning to be hurtful, but simply there's no need to hide the truth. So, and so they will, uh, yeah, they're very uh, direct in their speech, which is very different from Americans who tend to sugarcoat things and, and very politely decline or politely explain why they can't do something. And the Dutch will just say, I'm sorry, I can't. And that's the end of story. No, and no explanation. And then they walk away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it's not disrespectful or mean, it's just there's no need to explain or sugarcoat it. It is what it is. So how is it seen if an American does explain a sugarcoat and, you know, yeah, give all those details? How would a Dutch person react to that? 
Is that a good thing to do? Uh, well, I do it all the time. So I hope so, because I will never lose that uh, sugar coating. <laughs> I tend to be overly polite when I decline or say I can't do something. So I think it's appreciated. I think it's it's considered unnecessary. Yeah, seem it's it's a form. It's a very polite form. Yeah, yeah I'm just yeah, I'll always be an American. So <laughs> yeah, um, I guess you can trace this back to Calvin Calvinism, uh, which was very much um, do my normal, don't do all gek genoeg. Just you know, do whatever needs to be done and don't do anything extra. So if the answer is no, then just say no instead of coming with all these explanations it's very basic down to earth yeah and that's one of my favorite dutch sayings actually the do my yeah just yeah be normal because that's already crazy um because yeah the and there's another one about not sticking your head out over the cornfield right right Um, because yeah you don't need to be flamboyant and you don't need to be overly enthusiastic or, or apologize for five minutes. It's not necessary. Just do what you need to do and get on with it. That goes back to being a team player as well. Everybody is the same. Everybody's on the same team. That's right. There's, yeah, it's much better not to be special or, or stick out. We're all just working together. So one of the images that Americans have of the Netherlands is that it is extremely liberal. Yeah, that's the, one of the things that frustrates me the most is the image that people have of Amsterdam, of this freewheeling city with, you know, all this legal drugs and legal prostitution, and that this is how the Dutch are. And nothing could be further from the truth, because the Dutch are actually quite, I wouldn't say they're conservative, but they're certainly not extremely liberal. They're just very, very tolerant. And a lot of things are not legal, but they're simply tolerated, decriminalized um, so that they're not wasting time on things like a war on drugs. Um, but they're the Dutch themselves, as I think you mentioned earlier, they're quite Calvinistic actually by nature. Yeah. And, um, so that image, if there's any of that in Amsterdam, it's mainly tourists. The Dutch are actually quite, uh, sober. So the Dutch say nuchter. They're a very sober, uh, culture. And I think that's a huge uh, misconception, certainly in America, that Amsterdam is this freewheeling city and nothing could be further from the truth. Decriminalized, it's tolerated, but it's not legal. Marijuana is only tolerated in certain areas. There are very strict rules, um, you know, not tolerated close to schools or in residential areas. Yeah, exactly. And at least in my experience, there's actually much less of that than there is in America, simply because also the whole taboo of it is gone. So younger, for instance, kids are just not that interested. You know, it's I mean, it's just there if you want it just as like a bar or alcohol. And therefore, it's just not that interesting. You know, you try it. And so it's, yeah, but in general, the Dutch are actually, yeah, they're not, uh, it's not the Dutch people who are going to coffee bars. Do you have any do's and don'ts you want to share with Americans who do business with the Dutch? Um, Yeah, I think the only don't that I would say is that Holland is a very small country, but it is very successful and proud country. And I think they don't appreciate Americans coming in from the big America and comparing constantly to how great America is and how tiny the Netherlands is. So I would say to maybe not compare too much. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah it's very much a big brother uh, uh, complex. 
Yes, absolutely. And even that it's a very small country, but it's actually it's achieved an awful lot and it, it should not be treated as the tiny country. So great advice. That. Don't compare. And Do you have any dues? Absolutely. Um, uh, as we talked about before, that uh, definitely to respect the the private time outside of work and to not call people on the weekends or expect to be able to reach people and respect that, you know, private life is and work, there's a divide. Um, and, uh, that you should definitely be as the Dutch are a bit more direct in your communications and know that people do appreciate that. Uh, You don't need to beat around the bush and sugarcoat everything. Just say what you want to say and that you should be very patient. Um, and especially meetings and get everyone's advice and take the time to make sure that everyone is on board before you make a decision. That is a great list. Yeah, especially with being very direct in your communication. The Dutch tend to take whatever you say literally. So, you know, be careful in what you say and how you phrase it and make sure that they really get the message that you want to convey. Yes, absolutely. It's so important to be very patient and go to all these meetings because it will pay off once a decision has been made. Everybody's on board. Everybody knows what to do. They just go and do their work. And once a decision has been made, things will speed up. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, So before we end this podcast, do you have any other advice for Americans who do business with the Dutch? Yeah, there are two things that are very important to the Dutch. Well, more than two things, but two things that come to mind are biking and football, which is known as soccer in the US. So I think if you're going to work with Dutch, I would suggest learning to ride a bike, certainly if you're going to visit the Netherlands, because you will absolutely get on the bike over here. And it wouldn't hurt to know a little bit about the Dutch football teams because they're crazy about football over here. Right. And with the world championship coming up, it's going to get crazier. Yeah. Yeah. And I think being able to talk about football would not hurt. That, <laughs> and that not, is... American, not American football because they know absolutely nothing about it. Yeah. And that's a warning. They're not interested and they know nothing about it. So even the Super Bowl is not followed here. So um, it's good to brush up on the European football. With football being soccer. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Nancy, for sharing all your experiences and all your wisdom. I'm going to put a link to your um, to your LinkedIn profile in the show notes, which can be found at DutchAmericanConnection.com slash podcast slash 11. Uh, so if anybody wants to know more, um, can they reach out to you through LinkedIn? Uh, absolutely. Well, Thank you so much. And I hope we get to speak again soon. I hope so too. It was fun. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes at DutchAmericanConnection.com slash podcast slash 11. And be sure to check out my website, DutchAmericanConnection.com for more valuable resources, including a guide on the top 10 tips for doing business in the U.S., On this website, you can also sign up for my newsletter so you never miss another episode of this podcast. The next podcast will be released in two weeks. In this podcast, I will discuss how to prepare for your meeting, whether you're Dutch meeting Americans or vice versa, an American meeting with your Dutch business partner. Stay tuned.